Hi everybody and welcome to another show of Torn It Up, show number 226. Getting ever closer to Christmas too and some really great music for you. But of course, the highlight of this show is the Don Powell interview. Now I did this interview with Don back a while back, but since this is the 50th anniversary of Merry Christmas Everybody hitting the number one spot and getting the Christmas single... Stayed there for weeks, actually. Uh, we thought it was only right to commemorate it. But not only that, this show was a little bit different because, yes, we're going to have the interview with Don and he's going to tell you all about the early days of Slade and this forced of a two-part interview. And it's really very interesting and so homely because Don is such a nice man. You feel as if you've known him all your life. Um, and then we're going to have... Uh, the most of the rest of the show, in fact, all of the rest of the show was going to be filled to the brim with Slade classic songs. And over the two shows, this one and the next one, we are going to be playing, yeah, 50, 50 of the Slade smashing tracks. And uh, anyone who's a Slade fan out there, you know, you've got to listen to this. If uh, if you hear this and you know a friend or someone who's a big fan of Slade, get on the text machine now. Tell them this is happening. Um, and if for some reason they can't listen, remember it'll be available as a podcast in a few days' time. You know the score on that. Um, so really, I'm very excited because I'm a massive Slade fan myself. So can't wait to play the music and indeed to, to replay the magnificent interview with Don Powell. But... Before that, we have a few other artists to play on the show before we get to that. And we're going to kick it off with a band that, look, from the moment I heard their music and, and, and listened to it, I, I remember hearing it on Bandcamp, uh, the Cosmic Trip Advisors just occupy a very special place in my heart. Uh, they're an incredible band. And and they've got the attention of the likes of Joe Bonamassa and people, fans right across the world. Um, they're just, this is a great band. This is their new single. This is the Cosmic Trip Advisors and Food for My Soul. <laughs> Mas 
yeah what a what a track so so full of soul it's it's there this is a really special band and uh I, I certainly think the pathway is lighting up for them all around the place and I only see good things for them. Um, now, we're going to play uh, a track from Rebecca Downs. Now, Rebecca, uh, she kicked off the show last week with this track, This War Is Over. But Rebecca is a very busy girl and she had intended to record a little Vox Pop to introduce the song and, in fact, She's going to be my special uh, star guest uh, on the fans' favourite because she's going to pick three songs and she'll personally introduce them later on in the show. But for now, I hand it over to Rebecca to introduce her latest single for Christmas. Rebecca, it's all yours. This is Rebecca Downs and you are listening to Jerry Casey here on Turn It Up on Radio Home of Rock. I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is our Christmas single in support of our online appeal for Dementia UK, details of which can be found at rebeccadowns.com. It's our own interpretation of the wonderful Melissa Etheridge ballad, This War Is Over, a song about self-belief and perseverance in the face of adversity and dedicated to everyone dealing with challenging circumstances at this time. Give me it all 
beautiful track and you know what the sentiment there we all agree with it um sadly i i really hope and pray as do all of us that wars wherever they are you know they're, they're just so negative they're no good for nobody we want to see them end and we kind of hope that this christmas somehow that humanity invades people's hearts and minds that can control this and stop the killing stop stop the taking of innocent lives um, because no life, no life uh, should be touched. All life is sacred. I think we all agree with that. Let's carry on with the music because next up we have a band I played here before. Love these guys. This is all for metal and run. Creep in silence Close it now 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt in the power of these boys. That's all for metal. And that's their brand new single called Rum. Now, next up, I don't think I've played these boys before on the show. This is the Cavs, K-A-V-S. Uh, not the one to a farm. <laughs> oh, mind you, I know what they are too from past history. This is the Cavs and Breakfast, brand new.
enjoyed that. That was the Calves and Breakfast, and that's brand new single from them out now. Next up, we have Gwyn Ashton, and uh, this is brand new from him, and this is called Get Out of Town. <laughs> Resilient can bear to no demands We can't afford the term or got the right to be free Why on earth can't we learn from history? They took their guns and soldiers to desolate the land Act on lives to terrify under the command of dictatorship A power hunger evil as we know Spoken over 80 years ago Yes, we did So get out of town, get out of town Don't want your bombs and missiles Are you pushing us around? Stop saying it, are you troops in the furnace through the ground? It must be clear, no nuclear Just get right out of town That's a real bit of gritty blues there, if ever there was. Great stuff from Gwyn. Uh, and that's brand new and out now. Next up, we have Silver Roller. And this is new from them. I have to say, will you hear this track? It starts off slowly, then it builds into something really special. This is Silver Roller. And this one's called Come On, Come In. Why not?
Yeah, you see what I mean about that track? It builds into something. The energy there is off the scale. That's brand new from Silver Roller. That's called Come On, Come In. It's out now. Now we're going to get a little bit bluesy and rock and rolly. This is the Bourbon Brothers. And they're bringing to you the sound of rock and roll.
Yeah, that's brand new from the guys. That's the Bourbon Brothers and the sound of rock and roll. I like that sound for sure. Next up, we have Atlanta Rhythm Section and Two Note Boogie.
Yeah, that these guys are around a while, but they're still producing some great music. That was Two Note Boogie from Atlanta Rhythm Section, and that's taken from their latest album called Time Machine. Well, they certainly time hasn't dimmed their quality, that's for sure. Now here's somebody else that I just absolutely adore. His latest album, Daughter My Diamonds, probably I would say at this point in time is candidate for album of the year. It's just, it's a great, great, great album. I am talking with the one and only Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Now, this is not one of Kenny's songs, but boy, does he give it a treatment and a half. This is Kenny playing the Elton John rock and roll classic, Saturday Nights, All Right for Fighting. Kenny, take it away.
yeah, what a record. What a record. Now, after listening to something like that, it's um, kind of difficult to say, what will you come? Because that's so full of energy. And there's only one band is up to that. that in my book, they can keep that going. And that is The Quo. And this is a live track from their official archive series, Volume 2, recorded in London back in 2012 when Rick Parfitt was still alive and kicking him with the band. Kind of sad because, you know, it was probably one of the last live recordings they did, but nevertheless, they kicked some serious ass. This is Status Quo 1, Down Down. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the quo and down down live in London in 2012. And uh, yeah, jeepers, oh, what a track. Okay, we're now at the point of the turn up interview. I am so excited. And, you know, for those of you that don't realise or didn't realise, you know, the Christmas number one, like for many years, you know, particularly when, as I say, I was a young lad, which is a long time ago, uh, it was always unpredictable and most of the major acts would all have put their hat in the ring with a Christmas track. But 1973, as they say, was a vintage year because that was the year that Wolverhampton Rocker Slade stormed the top of the UK charts, come straight in at number one with Merry Christmas, everybody. It sold a half a million, yeah, a half a million on pre-order before it even uh, hit the shops. Um, just a fantastic track. And, uh, you know, one of the four people uh, in the band at the time, the original drummer, Don Powell, I'm honoured to have him as a guest on this week's interview. And Don is going to talk all about the band. And this fourth half, naturally, you're going to hear the earlier part of the band's career. It's just, he's such a great guy. Uh, and it uh, has been an absolute pleasure to have him on the show. And uh, I'm a massive Slade fan myself, so... Uh, the thing is, hang on, even when the interview's over, we will have, uh, you know, the fans' favourite, which, as I said, Wolverhampton girl, Rebecca Downs, has picked her three favourite tracks. But then after that, it's slam the hammer down, it's slayed all the way to the end of the show. And if you're a fan of Slade, you will not want to miss a second of this. So without further ado, here is the Turn It Up interview with the one and only, the legend that is Don Powell, original drummer with Slade. Hey everybody and welcome to another Torn It Up interview and as always we are so appreciative of the artists that take time out to speak to us here. Now I don't know really how to tell you this but I'm about to introduce you to a rock and roll legend. I've, I've been a fan, he's in the background here, he can't wait. This man, in my opinion, is the best rock and roll drummer in the world, without a doubt. And it's my absolute pleasure to introduce to you the man with the bang, the man that put the beat in Slade for all those years. Will you please, please give a huge welcome to Don Powell. How are you, Don? Good, thanks so much. I, I should have recorded that and kept it. Don, I mean, and I mean this, uh, you and, 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 the, and the rest of the guys in the band, you mean so much to so many of us all over the world. And I suppose what I'd love to ask you is, Don, how did Don Powell start into the world of music? Was there music in the family? Just tell tell everyone how all this began for you and how it eventually ended up being slain. Well, there's not music in, in my family, Jerry. I mean, how it started, um, really, in the Boy Scouts, I started playing drums. That That's how uh, that came about, sort of playing drums in the Boy Scouts. And... Um, in, in my hometown, Bilston, just outside Warhampton, there was two guys, Johnny Owls and Mickey Marson. They were just like a, a guitarist singer, you know, just doing pubs and clubs. And they wanted a drummer. And they heard that I was interested in drums. 
and I was a member of this youth club in my hometown, and they came down to see me and asked me if I was interested in, uh, you know, joining their band. I said, well, I don't, I've got no drums. I said, I don't know, I don't know what it's all about. But anyway, it, it happened. There was um, a guy, Dave, a guy named Dave, who was in my class at school. He had some drums and. He heard about what was going on. He said, well, buy drums, take them. I'm, I'm not playing anymore. He said, just take them. And you know, you know, Jerry, I must have had those drums for about five years and he never asked for them back, you know. And that's, that's how I started really. We, we started by playing youth clubs and weddings and sort of, you know, sort of birthday parties and things like that. So, but, so, but that's what it was in those days. That's how you started. You know, there's no no big arenas there, not not the, the likes of us anyway. And um, it was a great time. And of course, like then, uh, if it, you know, it was only playing around in our own town, we take we'd take our equipment, what we had then, on the bus. You know, because there used to be a place underneath where people could put suitcases. But that's where we put the drums and guitars and just went on the buses because to get as close as we can to wherever we're playing. And, and tell me something, Don, when did you first meet up with, with the rest of the guys that eventually became Slade? How, how did that all happen? Well, what it was is like um, this guy uh, who saw like myself, Johnny and Mick, and he really liked it. He said, but I think you need, uh, I think you need a guitarist, another guitarist. And we said, well, we don't know anybody. And then he, he'd seen this guy in this sort of, um, like a show band. And he, he was, that was Dave Hill. And um, we used to we used to rehearse in our uh, Johnny, our singer's strong room at the time, because him and his father, they're quite a big house. And we used to rehearse in the front room. So, and then Dave Hill, came along one Sunday afternoon and then we had a little knock around and um, everything went great. Yeah, we really good and uh, he joined the band and uh, everything was really good. And then uh, after about two or three years, it was sort of like getting, it sort of started to fold up, yes, and some of the guys were losing interest. But also in our hometown as well, there was this other band called Steve Breton the Mavericks and there was their guitarist singer, a guy named Noddy Holder, and uh, their band was sort of breaking up around the same time as us. So we asked Nod if he fancied forming a band, you know, and we auditioned for a bass player, which uh, came along with Jimmy Lee. And that, that's how it started, really. You know, I mean, we, we were just playing pubs and clubs, you know. We, we did the usual month scene in Germany for like 14 quid a week, you know. But, the, but that's what it was then. And um, we, just, we were just rocking around the country, playing anywhere and everywhere. But it was great fun, but having a great time. And tell me something, what, what was the band called at that? It wasn't called Slade at that stage yet, was it? Well, we were called the In-Betweens. And um, because uh, when the others left, we decided to keep the name for a while because you know, it was sort of semi-known around the Wolverhampton area, Birmingham area. So we just sort of kept that name for a while until, you know, because we, we could get work like that, you know, get the bookings like that. And then um, when we had this recording audition offered to us, the, uh, the record company manager, a guy named Jack Baverstock, who's a Phillips Records, he hated the name The In Betweens, and um, we just ran a competition with uh, 
with the agency in Wolverhampton. And he came up, somebody called and somebody put it up, said Ambrose, or somebody else mentioned Slay, so they put them together called Ambrose Slay for a couple of years. And, um, and that's when the first album was Ambrose played. And, uh, but everybody kept, all the promoters kept on getting it wrong. It was like Arnold Slade or Amgo Shed or something like that. And when we met Josh Chandler, he, he said you should drop the Ambrose and just, just have one name, Slade, like, just like the Beatles, if you like, just, well, just one word. And that's, uh, that's how it came about, really, Jerry.
And tell me, just like Chas Chaldner, like he managed Jimi Hendrix, so you know he, he was he, like, how? What circles did you move when the Jackie came? Or how did Chas and you come together? If you know what I mean? Yeah, well, what it was, me, we had this recording audition in London, that Phillips Records, on the head of the, head of the company, guy named Jack Babbitt, so it really liked us. He said, because we were sort of managed by um, a policeman and his wife back in Wolverhampton at the time, and he said, but you need, you need London management, you need someone who knows what they're doing, so they'll catch you. And we said, well, we don't know anyone, we've got no idea, you know, and he said, let me, let me put the word around. And then we were in the studio one day doing this stuff, and, uh, and Chas Chandler turned up. And uh, he heard about us, you know, through the Jackie of the head of the record company, and he came down to see us, and he was really interesting. And um, that's how that started, really. And uh, he decided to take us on, manage us, and um, and it all started from there, really, Jerry. And, and tell me something. You know the whole days when 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 you had your hair shaved and you were skinheads. Uh, what? Who, who come up with that or who? Well, the thing is, you know, then it was about like 69, like 69, um, we were just looking like everybody else. And, uh, and he said, you, you need to change, you need to get like your own identity. And the skinhead thing had started then, and, and he suggested that. Oh, we, we weren't all for it at, at the time, Jerry, we really weren't all for it, but we thought, you better go for it because he's been now found a manager who knows what he's doing and um, he might he might just drop us if he, if he don't do what he wants sort of thing so that's what we did you know we just became skinheads uh, it didn't last very long actually Jerry because uh, we didn't play skinhead music and um, promoters were scared to book us in case they get their whole smashed up and all that kind of thing and uh, yeah, it didn't take long before we, we grew out of that, so to speak. But it didn't get us noticed, I will say that. Yeah, and, and tell me something then, um, Don. Get down and get with it. That was the big breakthrough. How did that come about? Like, it's it's, it's one of the most iconic songs. And like, as, as we said a few minutes before we, we went on air, when Noddy opens his lungs and does that, but all right, everybody... Just tell me a bit about the song. Tell me a bit about the song. How we come together? I can't about Jerry. That um, we were trying all the pubs and clubs around Wolverhampton. I mean, it's about nearly always the same disc jockey or whatever. And he always used to finish with this song, get down and get with it by the old Richard. And the place is used to go crazy. And we thought, wow, we've got to learn that for stage. You know, that, we never, we, yeah, we never thought about recording in those days. So that'd be a great stage song, and it was always, it was always our finishing song. We couldn't put it anywhere else in the set because we couldn't follow it with anything. So it was always the last song of the, of the set. And um, and when we met Josh Chandler, he said, "That's we got to record that song because uh, that that's going to be that's going to be a single." And uh, yeah, that, that's how that came about. I mean, because like I said, we just couldn't follow it on stage. It would have to be the last song. Uh, it still became the last song after when we recorded it and, and released it. You know, we, we could never, we could never follow it with anything. It just became a great, a great crowd. You know, get the crowd involved and things like that. And it was, it was perfect. It was perfect for us, Jerry. 
Yeah, and I think too, you see, Don was perfect for Noddy's kind of rebel rousing voice as well because it was clap your hands, stomp your feet, get down, get with it. It was a real anthem, you know, it was because Slade kind of, the music that Slade did was almost like a football chant. There was that, there was that crowd, there was that, there was that um, electricity in the songs that, that just begged the audience to join in and sing with the band. Like I said, you know, we, we couldn't follow anything, you know, couldn't follow that song with anything. It always had to be the last song of the set. And that's when Jazz said, we've got to record that. We've got to record that. And that became our, that became our first hit, Jerry, in 1971. Tell me something, there must have been, the, you know, for a young band, there must have been great excitement, to, you know, as we said before, listening to the charts, you're in the charts and, and you're still a forced hit single, uh, there must have been a great buzz. It was fantastic, that was. I mean, in those days, Jerry, not, none of us had a telephone then, so we, we didn't really know what the chart was. So what we had to do, we was all in, in the van, yeah, the group van, listening to the radio on, on the chart. They used to be Tuesday in those days at lunchtime. 
and that's that's how we knew we were in the charts. You know, we went in. I think it was number thirty-two. And in those days, you had to be in the top thirty to get on top of the pops, which was the show in those days. And it was number thirty-two. We thought, oh, fingers crossed. Next week, you'll be in the top thirty and get on top of the pops. But the following week, it was still thirty-two. I thought, oh no, 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 no. But the the, the third week after, he went in at number twenty-nine. So we were on top of the pops. And that was it then. That was, that was the start. And come here again. I'm asking you all this because, uh, you know, it's, this is it's so special to talk to you about all this, Don. But forced appearance on top of the pops. What was that like for four lads from Wolverhampton with their first hit single coming to the BBC and doing all this? What did that feel like? Oh, fine. Well, it's the kind of thing you always know, used to watch when I used to watch, you know, before I was playing drummers, you know, I used to watch, watch the Stones and the Beatles, you know, and I'm watching, I'm thinking, well, wouldn't it be fantastic to be on that show? And I remember, like I said, the first time we did it, uh, Jerry, I just, uh, we, we were on first rehearsal, which is like um, 10 30 in the morning, and then you're there all day, like rehearsing, dress rehearsals, and then record the show at 7 o'clock at night, like, like you see it. And I just stood in the studio all day in order of watching all these people, watching all these acts, you know, people I'd, I'd only ever seen on TV, and just, just to watch how things were going on. It was just, it was just a fantastic experience. It was something, you know, you felt like you, you'd blurred for all, all the time, and there you were on the show, and I was, I was just, I was just loving it. I was just watching how everything works and watching all the acts on the show, and it was great. And no doubt, once you got the hit record, the bookings for the band would have started coming in too, because naturally people are watching the charts. So I'm sure management was getting lots of queries then. But then probably done the pressure for the follow-up single, you know. But that's when Charles was like managing start producing our record. He said, now, now you've got your first hit record, now you've got to start writing your own songs. You know, start writing all your own songs now. And at that time, Jim Ray and myself were writing, and Dave and Nori Alder were writing. But the one day, um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Ray and Nori Alder wrote, they, they wrote together, and the song they came up with was called I Love You. And that was in 1971 as well. And, uh, and that's when we went down the studio, and they said, Charles, you've got this song. You know, and uh, played him because I love you. I mean, we hadn't recorded it at that time then, Jerry. And he, and he actually turned around and said, that's your first number one. You know, we just started laughing at him. We said, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, whatever. What did you say, Jazz? And he, and he did, he was our first number one. You know, first single in, you made it into the top 20. From May, Mermy, I think it got up as far as number 17, I think. Maybe higher, but yeah, somewhere around that. Oh, Jesus, far from me to cheat you in the chart place. But come here, to have the next single hit the top of the charts, and I think it stayed there for four weeks at number one. Four weeks at number one. I mean, it was just, just a fantastic time, you know. I'll tell you what it was, though, Jenny. It makes me think of all those years of slotting around pubs and, and, you know, sort of sleeping in the van and things like that. It makes you think it, it's all been worth it, you know. But what a fantastic feeling it was. And, and it, it drives me nuts when I hear people say, oh, we're not really bothered about it records, we're not, we don't care about anything like that. I thought, hey, come on, come on. It's the most fantastic feeling in the world, Jerry, to, to get a hit record, and especially have a number one. 
you know, I mean, like I said, we're all sitting in the van listening to the radio at, at, uh, at one o'clock on, on the Tuesday. Of course, we hadn't heard it, because none of us were on phone, they didn't have a phone then, but we hadn't been still listening for the charts. We thought, it's not bad, he hasn't made it. And then when he came to number one, they said it was number one. God, you can imagine what we were like. We were like just going four little kids jumping around. I'd say the blue van shook a lot then. There was a lot of shouting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had people walking by and wondering what was going on. And we, you know, we were just like, just like four little kids, you know, sort of thing. Fantastic you were. And then what about then when you come to Top of the Pops to perform Cause I Love You? First week at yeah. number one. You must, have been, you must have been 10, 100 feet tall when you come into the studio. The number one act. Was well. But I'll tell you what was crazy as well. When you're number one, you don't have to get there at 10 o'clock in the morning. You don't need to get there till 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, you know, because the number one is always the last, you know. So, you know, it's just things like that, you know. I mean, you didn't have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, it was sort of thing we had to, we didn't need to get to, to the studio till 1 o'clock. And, Everybody knew who you were, and there was all these congratulations, you know. People like Cliff Richard coming up and saying, fantastic, congratulations. It's just a wonderful feeling, Jerry. It just makes you realise, like I said, all those years of slogging around the country, sharing bags of chips. It just makes you think it's all been worth it. Say that it's over, baby 
said again you know many many thanks to John for taking the time to speak with us here on the show such an honour to have the man on the show because you know for me and I'm sure millions of other people across the world Slade was such an important part of their lives they certainly were for me growing up I loved them I loved their raucous rock and roll I loved their outlandish style on stage you know whether it was Noddy's hat or Dave Hill's outrageous costume but Don was the man kept the beat on the street. He was an incredible drummer and he just kept that sound, that heavy pounding sound that was unique to Slade. He was the man supplied it. So Don, my friend, thanks once again. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. And of course, next week, we'll have part two uh, and you'll hear the concluding part of the interview with Don plus another uh, number of Slade cracking tunes. So the next two weeks... It's a Slade show, baby. Anyhow, we have... Well, actually, the next track we're going to play... Probably, if Slade hadn't released... I wish it could be... Uh, sorry, Merry Christmas, I said the title. If Slade hadn't released Merry Christmas, everybody... Then I think this would have been the number one wizard. And I wish it could be Christmas every day. Take it away, Roy.
Yeah, another great Christmas classic too that gets played around this time of the year every year. And I, I, I suppose too, it, it's it's nice to remember Shane McGowan as well because Fairy Tale of New York was another one of those perennial songs that, um, you know, played at this time of the year. And it's so sad that Shane's not around anymore. But we certainly remember him in this show. Um, you know, uh, he, he, he wrote a classic and uh, forever in our hearts. Now, next up, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> frog in the throat, God, now I think. We have a very special guest as this week's fans' favourite guest. It is the one and only Rebecca Downs. Now, Rebecca had a new single which she uh, we played earlier on and she introduced, but I also asked since we have a Wolverhampton connection here with Slade and since Rebecca is a Wolverhampton girl herself, uh, that she picked three of her favourite tracks. And that she did, and she's going to introduce them herself. Uh, but it's Bonnie Raitt and Guilty, John Mayer and Dan Slow Dancing in a Boring Room, and Melissa Etheridge, and I'm no angel myself. But nevertheless, let's get Rebecca to introduce the songs. Rebecca, it's all yours. Hi, this is Rebecca Downs and you are listening to Jerry Casey here on Turn It Up on Radio Home of Rock. This track called Guilty is the next one I've chosen by Bonnie Raitt. I've had the pleasure of singing this song so many times over the, over the last few years and it really does hit all the emotions for me. I think sometimes maybe we all feel a little guilty. This is Bonnie Raitt.
got some whiskey from the bar. Got some cocaine from a friend that I had. Keep on till I was back in your. Rebecca Downs, and you are listening to Jerry Casey here on Turn It Up on Radio Home of Rock. This next track that I've chosen is Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by the amazing John Mayer. I know sometimes people don't like John Mayer. I reckon that's probably because he's super talented and really good looking, to be honest with you, and that he dates pretty much everyone that's really famous and beautiful. But I'm sorry to touch a raw nerve there. I just think he's a great guitarist. He's a great songwriter, great vocalist, and I absolutely adore this song. Hope you like it.
was the one you always dreamed of You were the one I tried to draw How dare you say it's nothing to me Baby, you're the only light I ever saw I make the most of all the sadness You'll be a bitch because you can You'll try to hit me just to hurt me So you leave me feeling dirty Cause you can't understand We're going down And you can see it soon We're going down And you know that we're told My dear, we're slow dancing Rebecca Downs and you are listening to Jerry Casey here on Turn It Up on Radio Home of Rock. This next track is called I'm No Angel Myself and it's by Melissa Etheridge. I absolutely love this track. I love loads of Melissa's tracks. This one especially, I think it really hits a nerve with me Um, and I'd love to do a version of it actually. Hope you enjoy it. No angel Myself Friend I see you're drinking your refrain Someone's got you twisted up And you're trying to drown your pain You don't mind so much the money Or the way they shake their heads But what's really set you aching Is the lie that made you bend What was that you said? I'm no angel myself Well, I broke some hearts and I played some cards that I'd just as soon forget I'm no angel myself Well, I built some dreams and in between I canceled all my bets Who said only angels could fly? Who said only Why? I'm 
so wrong You got the gift for charming lips And the way you sing your songs Well it still sends me shaking When I recall that day When our love was taken so And had to have your way What else could I say And I played some cards that I'd just as soon forget I'm no angel myself Well, I built some dreams and in between I canceled all my bets Who said only angels could fly? And who said only angels could cry? Why? I'm no angel myself Here's to you, my friend, and here's to me Here's to what we hold inside Here's to what they see Through the years, the love we make Is the blood inside our veins We broke the laws and we begged and crawled And we'd do it all again Yeah Wouldn't we, my friend? Yeah Wouldn't we, my friend? Well, I broke some hearts and I played some cards that I just as soon forget I'm no angel myself Well, I built some dreams and in between I canceled all my bets I'm no angel Three cracking tracks, Rebecca. Thanks so much. Uh, again, you know, uh, Rebecca is an incredible artist. You know, she, she, she really, uh, you know, knows how to put a song together. Has a great band there as well. And you know, Colin, you know, looks after the business side of things, and what a fine man he is too. They make a great team, and uh, you know, just lovely people. And delighted for success that's coming their way because it's so well deserved and happy christmas to both of you now we're back to the back to uh, the business of the rest of the show this is going to be slaying tracks one after another we'll introduce them one at a time so first up well this was their first number one they had uh get down and get with it have been out prior to this and uh 
Cause I Love You was released, and Cause I Love You was not a rocker, far from it. It was more of a, a love song, and uh, who knows how that would have you know went with the fans. But lucky for Slade, uh, you know the fans loved it. So this was their first number one. This is Slade, and Cause I Love You. I won't laugh at you when you boo-hoo-hoo Cause I love you I can turn my back on the things you like Cause I love you I just like the things you do Great track, great song, and you know, it was a sign of things to come because the songwriting partnership of Noddy Holder and Jim Lee just turned out track after track after track. So the next one, that was Cause I Love You, the first number one. The next one, well, this wasn't released as a single. 
This was a track on their Slade, S-L-A-Y-E-D album that came out back, I think it came out maybe in 72, I think. Uh, and this track's called The Whole World's Going Crazy. Yeah, again, you know, the the, the, the sound, Noddy's voice, uh, almost a football rant of the stamping of the feet and all of that. Just 
How could you not like that? You know, the whole war's going crazy, taking up the Slade album. Now, we're going to stay with the Slade album. And uh, this one is called Goodbye, Goodbye. taken from the Slade album as well, Goodbye Goodbye, another classic track too. All the Slade fans would know these tracks because if you have the albums, you will know them. Now next up, well, this was the track that followed up Cause I Love You 
And, you know, after having a number one, there's a lot of pressure to do it all over again. And unfortunately, it didn't happen this time. It, it, it got high in the charts, but just didn't make the pinnacle. But a great track, nevertheless, written, I think, by Don himself. This is Look What You've Done. Great, great track. Great, great track. Loved it. And uh, that was Slade. Look what you've done. Now, the next track, well, it takes us back to what the band were like live. And even the opening guitar sound on this, you know, it's, it's classic Slade. This is Slade, and it took them back to the top of the charts again with Take Me Back Home.
Yeah, great track. Now, it was only a short time at the top. In fact, it took a while to get there. It stayed many, many weeks in the charts. But it did pick, take them back to the top. And uh, there was many more massive hits to come along the way. But this actually was the B side of Take Me Back Home. Beautiful track. This is called Wondering Why. Great, great track. That was Wondering Why, and I say that was the B-side of Take Me Back Home, released on the Polydor label. I remember it well. Now, this next track is taken from their live album called Slayed Alive, and um, that came out, I think, early 70s, 72, possibly even 71, but I think 72. A great live album. It stayed in the album charts for over a year, as far as I remember. Great, great track. This is Slayin' and keep on rocking. This is a, a rock and roll. Let yourselves go, but here's one. <laughs>
Yeah, that was Slade at the Rock and Best because, you know, Slade built their reputation as a live band. That's where they got their kudos from because anyone went to see Slade live always come out saying, Jesus, these guys were just incredible. So that's where they built their fan base and that's how they got their success from constant live playing and just building up a huge uh, fan base. Now, next up, well, this is slightly slower. This is Slade. And look at last night. Look at last night, look at last night, everyone trying to know you. Never did try, ever did try, never were trying. last night and that's a well it's, it's sort of it's a not called a dark or slade song but it's uh it's very powerful too uh but it's um the words are the words if you listen to the words the lyrics are really good now this next track uh is really it was a track that was on the b side of squeeze me please me 
And it was something like, I remember when I bought the single and, and played it and then, you know, flipped it over and, you know, squeeze me, please me, you know, it's raucous, loud rock and roll. And, <laughs> and then you flip the single over and you hear this track, which is called Kill Him at the Hot Club Tonight. <laughs> Time to meet is when we really fancy We talk quite a lot, we sleep on enough The last thing I remember was the TV dancing You walk on the right, I walk on the left The only thing to say will be a hello maybe We had lots of fun, we rolled in the sand You keep on throwing things at me and I bleed baby You can smile like you did before Keep your souvenirs upon your bedroom wall Everyone gets silly, hot blood can get chilly We'll kill them at the hot club tonight Saying sorry is the only answer You walk on the right, I walk on the left You look the other way in case I see you blushing We fell down the stairs, went head over heels The state that we were in, how come you had me rushing? You can smile like you did before Keep your souvenirs upon your bedroom wall Everyone gets silly, hot blood can get chilly We'll kill them at the hot club tonight Upon your bedroom wall Everyone gets silly Hot blood can get chilly We'll kill them at the hot club tonight We'll kill them at the hot club tonight We'll kill them at the hot club tonight Yeah, that was Kill them at the hot club tonight And, you know, that was uh, Jim Lee on the on the violin And it was really like a kind of a jazz tune It it was totally, totally different than the done before But I really loved it It was it was something really good 
Um, and, and certainly, I think the fans liked it too. Now, next up, this next track just showcases how good Don Powell's drumming is. And actually, the opening to Goodbye to Jane... Uh, if you all, you all know it and you hear that bum, 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 you can hear that and it's 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 highly unusual it's it's not often that you know uh, a, a song opens like that but really 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 good uh, so let's stop talking about it and start playing it this is Slade and goodbye to Jane
great track. I said the opening drum beat of that is is so recognisable and so well done. Again, shows you know the talent of Don Powell. What a man! Um, now next up, this is back to the Slade Alive album, and uh, this is called "Know Who You Are." This is uh, called "Know Who You Are" and "Know Where You're Going To." Ta, ta. Ta, 
Yeah, another great track. Kind of a haunting tune to that, really. I, re I really like that. Um, I, again, you know, it it uh, it showed the, the other side uh, to Slade as well. You know, it's it's beautiful and Noddy's voice, even that little bit different. So that was from the Slade Alive album, uh, and that was called Know Who You Are. Now we've got to crank dance up, get the air guitars out, just blow the roof off. This was number one for four weeks in 1972. This is Slade. And Mama, we're all crazy now. Let's play it. Stop! 
Now, if that doesn't blow the cobwebs off you, if you haven't been playing the air guitar and dancing around and singing at the top of your voice, have you a pulse? Because that is one of the rock and roll classics. Slain and Mama, we're all crazy now. Um, and then they get a little bit apologetic here. <laughs> this is another song I like too. We want to have the variety in. This is Slain and I won't let it happen again. Will you not, boys? I doubt that. Yeah, again, the hypnotic drum beat of Don Powell there. 
you know, I won't let it happen again. What a great song. And again, another example of, you know, Slade's versatility too. Because although people try to remember them as just an out-and-out -out rock and roll band, they were much more than that. And they proved that over the years with the albums that they released. But yeah, of course, their core was rock and roll. Next up, we're back to the rock and roll. This is a man who speaks evil. Great, great track. That's Man Who Speaks Evil. Again, Slade, ominous. Not so much the party band there, but really powerful, powerful stuff. That is, again, the band at their very best, Slade and Man Who Speaks Evil. Now, this next track, well, this was actually written 
as a result of the noise at a gig that the band did in Liverpool. I'm not sure where the venue was, but the fans were screaming so loud for the band that Noddy passed the remark to, to Jim, can you feel the noise? Because they could actually feel the noise of the crowd going through their chest wall. And when the gig was over, uh, the guy said, that's a great title for a song. Come on, feel the noise. It was... The first single released that went straight to the top, straight in at number one. Nothing like that had happened since the days of the Beatles. So here we go with uh, the rallying call from Noddy. This is Slade. And come on, feel the noise. Baby, baby, baby! <laughs>
Yeah, what a great track and Noddy's voice. I mean, who does it better than Nod? Nobody. That's the simple answer to that. Quite right, actually recorded that song too and it went to number one in the States. So it is a very well-known song in the States. Uh, but they did it really so well over here. Said straight into the top. Um, sold oodles and oodles of copies and it's one of my favourite ones Slade and come on feel the noise now we're taking a small break from the Slade magic and we're bringing in Graham Hilling with his producer's pick so the picks he has this week is Scott Stapp and Black Butterfly and then Takeda and the Lonely Sour without further ado here is Graham Hilling and his producer's pick let's play them
Yeah, two great tracks. Uh, that was Scott Stapp and Black Butterfly and Takeda and The Loneliest Hour. Once again, Graham, thank you so much for that. And not just that, thank you for everything you do each and every week on the show because this man has such an eye to detail. And as I said before, unfortunately, uh, you know, with my dyslexia, I do get words mixed up. But before it ever gets as far as you guys, all that's fixed. And again, Graham, thank you for doing that. Now we're back to be slatified because um, we have another few tracks to play yet. In fact, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have nine more to play. Let's get going. Next up is Slayin and I Don't Mind. <laughs>
Yeah, I liked the vibe of that. You know, I liked it was a kind of a slowy kind of a almost a bluesy rocker, but I certainly loved it. That Slade and I don't mind. Now we're going back to that Slade album. What a great album. And there's going to be a couple of tracks from it. Um, the first one is How Do You Ride? And, uh, well, it's with Slade, you ride some serious rock and roll. And then following that, we're going to play the two together. It's Let the Good Times Roll and Feel So Fine. You are going to be so high on this rock and roll duo of tracks from Slade. How do you ride them? Let the good times roll and feel so fine. Naughty, Dave, Don, Jim, take it away, boys. <laughs>
Wow. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Just, just absolute pure magic. Now, we're going to slow it down now for the next few songs. So, next up is from earlier on. This is One Way Hotel. song uh, really again showed the band's diversity um bit different yeah absolutely it's different but is it good absolutely it is that was Slade and one way hotel now this next track came out as a single in september of 73 it was the precursor to merry christmas everybody and the one that followed squeeze me please me it was of course my friend stan
Yeah, great track. Love that. There's a kind of a, a foot stomp and sing along style to it. Great, great track. That was my friend Stan from Slade. Now, next up is My Town, and that came of an album called Old New Bard and Blue, which came out, was released actually in 1974, I think. But let's hear it. This is Slade and My Town. <laughs> Enjoyed that. That again is a sort of a rolling kind of a boogie to it. There, it's, it's really I enjoy it. Now, next up, this was the follow up to "Come On, Feel the Noise." Now, when you release a track like "Come On, Feel the Noise," that's such a powerful slice of loud rock and roll. You've got to keep it up, haven't you? So this was Slade and Squeeze Me, Please Me. Take it away, guys. 
Yeah, I, I remember when this track came out. Sadly, um, you know, Don Powell was involved in a serious car accident. And in fact, they didn't. I never. I don't remember them performing this song live at the time because he wasn't in a position to 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 play drums, and took a long recovery period to get back. You know, to where thankfully he is now. But it was a great track. It was recorded before the accident, and uh, yeah, Slade again rocking at their very best. Now, next up is a track maybe not as well known, but certainly deserves a play. This is Candidate. Take it away. Great, great track. Enjoyed that. Might be something that not all Slade fans were aware of, but it certainly deserved to play on the show. Would you believe it? <coughs> Excuse me. Would you believe it that we're down to the last track on the show? Now, there's no prizes for guessing what the last track will be on the show when it's Slade. And it's the week before Christmas. You know what the track's going to be. But I'm not going to say it yet because as we do every week, and this week is no different, 
we have to go back and thank everybody involved with the show. So the first thing we have to do is say a huge thank you to Don Powell because Don was such a gentleman. Uh, he did the interview with us. It was It's almost an hour long. You hear it half of it tonight. You'll hear half of it next week. And again, uh, Don, you know, thank you so much for your generosity and your time. And uh, it was great fun doing the interview. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, then, of course, I have to thank Rebecca Downs. Because Rebecca, God bless her, she was to have uh, some voice, um, voice messages done for last week. But technical issues got in the way. And uh, we have it this week. So again, great to play her music uh, on the show, the new single. Uh, you know, check it out. This war is over. And uh, then, of course, she was the guest, the special guest that picked, you know, the fans' favourite. And again, you know, really appreciate that. She picked tracks from Bonnie Raitt, John Mayer and Melissa Etheridge. Three great tracks. So again, support people like Rebecca Downs. Rebecca's a fantastic artist. She puts her heart and soul into anything that she does. And, uh, you know, if she's gigging near you, go out and go to the gig and say hello to her and tell her Jerry. Jerry says hello as well. Um, and then, of course, we have to thank the people here at Radio Home of Rock. Um, now, recently, uh, one of our own, Regina, um, is no longer with us. Um, she she passed away recently. And we're all so sad here. Normally, we're a very happy bunch. Uh, and, and we love each other. We're a family. Well, one of our own is not with us anymore. So, you know, I just want to say heartfelt, you know, condolence, uh, you know, to, to our family. Uh, I'm sure it's a very difficult time and particularly coming up to Christmas. So, again, want to send you all our love. Um, we really do. Um, and then, of course, the rest of the people at Radio Home of Rock, my brothers and sisters, Fantastic people, great people to work with. I, I'm privileged to do this every week. <clears throat> and I'll free I have many more weeks and years ahead to do it. That's my plan anyway. Then, of course, Richard Lahamadou and everybody at Making a Scene magazine. I mean, the incredible work they do every week. It's, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. I really appreciate it. And we become a sort of tight... A tight-knit, close family here, and we spread the music across the world, which is, of course, what we all want to do. <coughs> and then, of course, you know, the record labels and, and the artists that send us in music, you know, every week. Thank you so much for the privilege of allowing us to listen to, their mu to your music and for us having the honour to play your music on the show. That's what it's all about. We're all here to help each other, you know, to, to, to make our dreams come through. My dream comes through every week when I do this. But if I can help somebody else uh, take another tiny step towards making their dream come through, well, then I'm, I'm only too delighted to do that. Um... And you, the listeners, you know, without you, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you so much. Thank you for your constant support. And I mean, you know, at you know, this show is the show before Christmas. The next one will be after Christmas. So I want to take this opportunity to wish each and every one of our listeners a very happy Christmas and to thank you for your support over the last year in 2023 and ask you to walk with us on our journey next year, 2024.
All remains for me to do is to press the button and play one of the all-time Christmas classics. So one last time on this show, Noddy, Dave, Jim, Don, will you play us? Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you after next week when we'll have part two of this great interview and some more Slade classics. Have a good one. Don't eat too much. Enjoy yourselves. Send you much love. Tore it up. See you next week.